This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Flint to Philadelphia, from Hollywell to Hollywood. Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well-versed in Wrexham history, or maybe you're new here, so here's a few things to jog your memory. Here is Vose. Great dribbling by Don Vose. And still, Vose, he gets us another! Oh, what a goal! Don Vose! One of the goals of the season! He has toyed with the defence there! And that is remarkable, the ball boys getting involved. Conor Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goal scorer, 13 for the season. 14! Wrexham lead! It's Wrexham 1! Chester now! It's McDonough for Wrexham! Still Jerry McDonough! It's Pat Caroline! McDonough round the keeper! Wrexham! Wrexham! Need to the lead leaders! If yesterday was a Black Friday, but today is a Red Saturday! Hello, welcome to the Rob Ryan Red Wrexham AFC podcast. And it's another special guest this week. This time myself and Nathan are joined by a player we wanted to get on for a long time. A player who is still loved by Wrexham fans, as the chant goes. The one, the only, Adriano Moak. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. We don't have a Wrexham game at the weekend, so we're yeah. still ticking down the days. And fittingly enough, it's Bromley this weekend, and that was your first professional game for Wrexham. It would be good to speak yeah, maybe was, through yeah. the whole season you had. I guess the first question for you is, how, how did the move to Wrexham come about in the first place? Well, I came about the first place. Uh, it was funny enough you said that as well, because um, at the time um, I was at Macclesfield, I had couple opportunities to go in the league when I was at Macclesfield as I was, as I was doing really good for the team and stuff. At first, um, it's Chel- I think Cheltenham came in for me in League 2. I think they were struggling then. I went down to talk to Cheltenham and sat down with uh, Paul Buckle, I believe, was the manager then. Um, sat down and said it was interesting. But something just told me, like, obviously I was enjoying it on Macclesfield. Like, I was playing every, every game and I was... Basically, one of the main men, but I was playing as a winger then, you see. And um, and then John Asker said, stay with me, help me get promoted. And then I'll help you get 
a better move, but that didn't happen at the end. And I remember Macclesfield offered me after the season finishing, I think we finished just outside the playoffs that year. And we did, we had a good team, to be honest. And um, yeah, and then I left Macclesfield. After I left Macclesfield, as soon as I seen Gary Mills has gone to Wrexham, I've, at that point, I knew that he's going to call me back. But I, at the time, it was funny as well, because I played, uh, I, I was speaking to Sean Newton. Sean Newton texted me, because he was going to Wrexham at the same time and it was just like are you joining me on Wrexham or what and I was just like I had no calls and then next thing boom Gary Mills rang me and said listen I want you to come down yeah so for any Wrexham fans as well who maybe weren't too educated like you worked with Gary as well at York had a very successful spell yeah. two Wembley wins in the same season as well I believe in 2012 yeah. uh, was he yeah. your father figure in, in football yeah he was a big father figure he's like He's he's wanted me when he was at Gateshead as well at one point, but obviously um, at the time that the club won't let me go or anything, um, he was trying to get me in. But he's been like I say, I, I owe Gary Mills a, a big, a big, big thank you because he's given me an opportunity to play men's football. Like I mean, and like I made my debut at York when I was nineteen. If it wasn't for Gary Mills, I don't think it would have been an Adriano in the non-league. Like I would say I'm well well known in the non-league like conference or conference prem. So yeah, it's um he's it, been a massive massive part of my career because he's helped me. It's it's helped me a lot to be honest. Like not just on the pitch, off the pitch as well. So yeah, Gary Mills has been a has been a good thanks. So you get the phone call from Gary. How does he sell Wrexham to you? How does he get you to to maybe resist those offers to go to the football league and come and join us? We every year we say it's gonna be our year. How did he sell it yeah. to you? Do you know what, Rich? Like, I've always play, I've played against Wrexham a couple of times, and you just look at the ground and you look at the fans. I always said to myself, one day, like, I, I would love to, like, if I, if it came to the opportunity to play for Wrexham, take it with both of my hands and just go in and obviously get my head. Well, I remember I got that, I got the call, and I obviously was just joking around first, and I was like, listen, I want you to come down here, I want you to live in this place up, like, because I know you can live in your place, so will you run and how you play and stuff, and I'm sure the fans. Or, or like what they see as soon as he said that I was just like when do I get when do I come down and he was just like come down tomorrow and then um, we'll sort all the contracts out and stuff and we'll kick on to sort me out with everything down there Wrexham's a nice place as well I mean I loved that Wrexham there and I remember just going down and just driving down at first I went to the, the training ground it was like going to a football league training ground it was so class like the pitches the everything about it I just loved it the gyms and stuff and then after that it took me to the stadium and as soon as I went to the change rooms I was just like wow this is all it's all about I kept saying to myself I want to be here for a long long time you know what I mean? Because Wrexham is a massive, massive club. Like, it's a club where, like, I spoke to my, my brother about When I spoke to my brother about it as well, and he was just like, wow, Wrexham. I was like, yeah, it's a massive club. The same day I signed, um, Don Bull signed as well with me. So that's how I met Don as well. We'll be getting on to Dom later on in the podcast. Yeah. About that. Uh, I mean, from like we said, from our point of view, we always say we're a massive club. Were you actually surprised when you then came to see the facilities and stuff by just how big Wrexham are? Because, it, you know, it's always said that we're like one of the biggest teams in non-league, but were you really then sort of shook when you saw it firsthand as well? Yeah, well, I was because I remember Wrexham being in league, I believe league two, was it? Or league, like, it was in the football league anyway. So I remember Wrexham from back then. Big names, Big players that have done well in Wrexham and moved on to their career, like Curtis O'Bang, Neil Taylor, that means so. Jordan Davis, 
Joe Smith was doing well for himself and he's doing well now. So it's, it's a massive, it was a massive, massive, like, clubs. Like, for me, I was more excited to come and just get my head down and see where my career can kick up from there. Do you remember your first day coming at Wrexham? I mean, you know, a new team, lots of new players coming and going at Wrexham. I mean, you're familiar yeah. with some of the guys. Did you carpool in? Did you arrive yourself? Just talk us through that first day of... Yeah, I remember, well... When I, as soon as I signed, obviously I was with Blaine Hudson at, um, at Cambridge. So it was easier for me then to Blaine. Obviously I played against Geno. The one that I, want, I really wanted to play um, with is um, Louis Malt. But obviously he, he just moved to, I believe, where did he, was it Press? Was it Press? Motherwell. Oh, he Motherwell. went to Motherwell. Yeah, because yeah, I remember coming in and obviously uh, it, it was obviously up and down with him going out there and obviously he ended up going and Dabo. First day was is it was a good first day. And I mean, it was everyone just clicked. I clicked with a lot of players, obviously, which I still keep keep in touch with now. The likes of West York, um, Robbie Evans, just all these players, even Jamal Firefield. Keep in touch with like to be honest, the majority half of them still. So it was we had a good feeling. It was a good group. Like the way Gary Mills wanted us to play football, I just it really just clicked. If you know what I mean, I just thought, yeah, this could be the year that obviously Rex will get out this year. But um, no, nah, the first day was it was brilliant. It was really brilliant. You mentioned it there, you know, you, you arrived, you were an entertainer, you wanted to entertain the Wrexham fans yourself. And Gary Mills, you know, he has his reputation for playing that sort of expansive football that is particularly a non-league level that you don't often see. For Wrexham fans, we maybe split Gary Mills into the first season and the second season. And, you know, yeah. exit, it's sometimes tarnished his reputation at the club. But that first season, we were playing very exciting football. Oh. It was some really easy on the eye stuff. Was that clear from the start of pre-season that he wanted not only to win, but to win in style? Yeah, to win in style, but that's the thing. When I first came, I didn't know where I was going to play. I, I f- at first, it was putting me out on the wing first, but I wasn't too sure about playing on the wing. Like, I don't know why. Obviously, he had young Joffy at the time playing centre mid. And then, obviously, you have Lee Fowler as well, but he had injuries. And then I remember we played against FC United in the pre-season game, and he said, Mokes, just go hold holding midfield for me to go control the game from then it was just like you know what that is your new position like you hardly lose the ball you play you make us take you make us play and from then even at training we was doing it a lot at training and stuff how to play from the back when when we can how to keep the ball hard to not to force it and stuff so it was good it was an eye-opener and is it was good way of us like just expressing ourselves like everyone just they just basically just said, go express yourself. Don't worry about if you lose the ball. We've got players that will lose the like get the ball back. And got like players like Javan, who's solid player. So it was it was really it was a it's a good team togetherness, if you know what I mean. And we all wanted to do it like one wanted to do was every each other proud of it. So it was really good, yeah. What was Lee Fowler like as, as a character? Because you're very bubbly, and, but he's, a, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't stand sort of messing around. He's a very competitive guy. And, to, you know, yeah, just kind of for honest, you in, in that role. Yeah, to be honest, Lee, I've learned a lot from Lee Fowler. A lot. Everyone, obviously, professional-wise, is Lee Fowler is, like, one of the best. Like, I've overall, also be bubbly sometimes, but when it comes down to working, like... I've learned a lot from him, like what to do, how to, because he's, he's, I mean, he's he's played higher league and obviously I've got so much respect for him and uh, 
even on even on the training pitch as well, like I've I've learned a lot from him. Um he told me to do like simple stuff. Um uh, me and him were different kind of players. Obviously he's got the die out balls on like obviously he's been doing it for years and he's he was trying to get me to to do that as well. So Lee Fowler, another credit to him. I've learned a lot from him and he's a good, good guy as well to to be around, if you know what I mean. I think we drew with FC United in that preseason game and we had to check with to share a trophy from what I remember, you know. Supporters yeah. trophy, and then you go into the start of the season. Bromley away on the first day, we get beat, but fans there that day know there's a, a clear different a style clear, yeah. that Mills wants yeah. us to start playing. And then first home game, we we tear apart Torquay, then we beat Torquay. How was the confidence? What were those games like? You know, first played in front of a proper Wrexham crowd. Yeah, it was the Bromley game. Like, like I said, we're absolutely bad Bromley. It's one of them games where that league conference is a tough league to get out. You're gonna get teams that you're absolutely battering the next thing end up losing. Uh you're gonna get those teams where they battle us and we end up winning. It's just, just like that. It's just how football is. But uh but I remember losing against uh, Bromley and it's not like everyone was down. It's not like I was starting worrying or anything. If anything, that gave us more motivation to do well the next game because the next game was at the race hot court and that means so it was uh, with loads of fans like as well, as well so we used that to remember I was like uh, next day we were just like let's use this as motivation to bounce back and we managed to do that I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now but you know when the yeah. music come, when the music comes on at the race course every time uh, every time I think about it you're in the tunnel you know you've had the big you know you've got a good team there even though you've lost yeah. to Bromley and we're biased obviously of course we are but it's some yeah. crowd when the race course is packed like that uh, it's as soon as you well me and Dom used to talk about it every time because me and Dom used to warm up every time together and stuff uh, I remember was in a change room and then you just as you just go out to even to warm up and you just hear the fans and I'm just like this is what I've been like dreaming about since I was young. That I mean, and looking round and like fans like cheering you on, and then you go back in, get ready, and as soon as you're in a tunnel, ready to go and stuff. And I, was, I, t- I sometimes I couldn't really hear anything. It was that loud. That I mean, and I remember Blaine. Was it Blaine? I think it was Blaine. Must have been like almost a wild card. It was like, boys, this is what it's all about. Come on, let's bounce back. And then the rest is just history. Yeah, I mean, the style of play we played then was was really good. Where does that team rank for you? It's funny you said that because it's, it's me and Nudes always talk about this. Even when we was at York together, we'll just sit there and then people, even people will say, oh my God, the team in Wrexham, how are you that like, didn't go up? I don't know. I spoke to one of my good friends who was at, um, who was at Kidderminster now, Amari Morgan. He was at Cheltenham at, at the time. And I think that's the year Cheltenham went up, I think. And it was just like how that team didn't go up. I do not know. And I was just like, yeah, I, I seriously don't know. I sometimes watch clips of it. I, not long ago, I was watching the clip against uh, Torquay and stuff. And you get good memories. I mean, it's good. Like, like how can one day say, you know what, I played for X and what a massive club, I mean. But it's uh, it brings back good memories, though. Yeah, that, that means so much to the fans as well, just to hear a player say that. Because to us, we would give anything to put on the shirt and, and go out of the race yeah. course. And, and you put out that tweet recently on St. David's Day and I thought it spoke volumes that the fans were getting in touch just to tell you how grateful we are and, yeah. you know, your passion for the club. That must still mean something something to well, you. 
I got so much love. I got so, so much love for like, the, the club, the fans, because I think Wrexham was the only club I would personally say that showed me so much love, like off the pitch, on the pitch. Like it was just something else. It was something is it's, it's a bit gutting when I'm talking like this, because obviously I really thought I really wanted to stay there for for a long, long time. But so, um, so yeah, it was all right. It was I loved it. Yeah, um, so we start the season well. We bounce back from the, the Bromley defeat. Like I said, beat Toki, but beat Aldershot as well. And we, I think we go maybe one game at home in the first 10 or 11 games. And the momentum really was building. I guess the question is that what do you think in the end sort of contributed to that slump? Because by the time we entered November, we were fourth in the league and then we didn't win a game for nearly two months. How, yeah. how was the dressing room during that period? I got the dressing room. We were still high spirit. We were just got to see... We'll just all just motivating ourselves, just saying, listen, we've just got to keep believing. We can't throw it in the towel now. We'll come, uh, we'll work hard every day to just drop our standards, if you know what I mean. Um, and then Gary, Mill- Gary Mills was, he kept us telling, telling, obviously that's when he started bringing different players in and stuff like that, trying to change uh, bits and bats. Uh, it was tough. At one point, it was a bit tough because it's been times that we, we play so well and then next thing, the result didn't go our way and stuff like that. So it's some of our players probably like the confidence went down a bit. And um, it was just one of them. It's just it, in football, it will happen. Like you're not going to win any big games. If you do, then then obviously your football team must be really up there, if you know what I mean. But um, like I said as well, it's a tough, it's a, that league's probably one of the toughest leagues to actually get out of. But at that time, we were just, I was all just trying to stick together. Now, I hope you are enjoying the interview so far. Adriano is very, very interesting on his time at Wrexham. A quick plug for where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter now, at RobRyanRed. You can find us on email, RobRyanRed at gmail.com. And you can find us on multiple podcast platforms now. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. Right back to the podcast. What's Gary like as as a manager? You know, kind of, we've seen him... We see the public persona that he gives, but yeah. is is he kind of uh, a shouter, ranter, raver, or is he more of a kind of arm around the shoulder type? Gary Mills is one. He's he's probably the best manager I worked under. One of the best, hundred percent. Like he makes you believe. Like he, he used to say to me every time he's like, it'll it'll say to you, Nathan, it'll be like Nathan today. You're gonna be the best player, and he's shouting it at you, and he's making you believe. Like you like. Don't worry about anything else. You do your job and you're going to get us a win. Keep up, get us ticking. You're going to get me man off. Go get me that man off the match. You're the best player in this league. And for him to say that to me and saying, Mokes, I've been working with you since I was 19. You are the best center mid. No one's, there's no other Adriano here. Then no one can do what you can do. Go get me the man off the match. And that's it. And he just gives you goosebumps. It gives you more motivation, excitement to go out there and just, just to play for him. And um, he's more like, he reminds me a bit like, I don't know, he's, he's, he's like a, a Pep and, and a Mourinho style. He can have, he has his days where he'll shout or he has his days where he'll tell us to calm down. Everyone's just like overhyped and stuff like, relax, sit down, have a drink your water and all that and we'll restart again. And then, but he's a, he's a top manager. Like obviously, if, like I said, not just on the pitch as well as off the pitch and let like he, he can he can give me a call and just to say how I am and stuff like that so he's he's one of he's definitely the best manager I've played under you still keep in touch with Gary now as well 
Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember when I was at York last year, and uh, he gave me a call. He was meant to get a, a job actually, and um, I don't know what happened with the job. But yeah, he he just keep it. it that's what I'm saying. We always talk about the Wrexham days as well. He knows the mistakes that he's done and stuff. It's good to talk to him and. Like, not just as a manager, but like you said, as a father figure as well. So, uh, yeah, and I still keep it true now and then, yeah. When you speak about those Wrexham days with, with Gary, does, it, does he look back with, it with with regret as well? The way that, you know, like we said, it started so well. And, you know, it'd be in a, another world, we'd be talking about you as one of the players who got us promoted out of the Football League and Gary is the man who did it, but it just didn't yeah. transpire that way. Yeah, it does, to be honest. It's, like, it's just honest as well, man. It says to me, you know, what Mog's like is, if I can go back and a few things I would I, I should have changed and stuff like that. Um you can only look forward now, like obviously that's in the past now. We can just look back and play for a great club. I mean a club like like they call it their sleeping giants. And I mean a massive, massive club. Uh, and I just said to him, I said just thank you for opportunity for even though we ended up I was not in a well, I'll say bad and good terms, but I still thank him for bringing me to Wrexham and giving me opportunity to play for Wrexham. It's, 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 it's like it's a honour to even just to wear the shirt and stuff. So, yeah, it was, we, we always talk about it now and then. So, yeah, it's just talking to individuals, you know, me and Rich before you came on the call, we're just looking back through that team. Mark Carrington's obviously the survivor in this team yeah. now. I mean, to me, he's just a Mr. Reliable, a Mr. kind of, yeah. you know what you're going to get every week. What's he like, as, as a, do you think, as a player and as a person? Oh, he's a top man. He's another top man, Cara. He's, um, I remember because we came up, but he was injured at the time. He was coming back from injury. And I remember playing against Cara, like, a lot of times. And I remember seeing him playing in a football league and stuff like that. So, as, um, for me, it was like to play beside him and play in the same team as him. It was a pleasure, really. Like, And he's a, Top, top man, funny guy, very funny guy. But uh, like I said, like when it comes down to football and stuff, he just gets his head down and he just does his job. I mean, he's experienced, really experienced now. And I've learned from him as well. I mean, I've learned from, especially the experienced ones, and I've learned from him. And so Kara's been, he's a top, top man and top of that as well as a top player as well. Sort of the manager's dream. That's why he survived through so many of them, isn't he? Because he just gives yeah. the manager 110. percent You know all the cliches in, in that. Another exactly. player that fans want to talk about, Adriano, is Dom Vos. Um, and lots of fans will say, you know, if we'd kept him, probably would have gone up. Uh, before we'd maybe get onto Dom's exit from the club himself, what was he like to play with? Because you know, every goal he scored seemed to be a screamer. Dom was one of the best players I played with, like, hands down. Like, the things he used to do at training, at matches. I'll stop, I'll sometimes just stop and just think, wow, what a player we got here is a proper pleasure playing with him. Like, it kills me not to not to see him in, like, in a in a club. Dom should have been playing higher. And I'm not just saying this because he's, what, like, my boy and everything, but he would... I remember, like, obviously, me and Dom used to always warm up and they're confident they were keeping to me and it was just like, Mokes, no one can, like, let's play, like, if find me or whatever. It's like, at one point, my, I remember my brother came down, my brother was like, you and Dom were like, Xavier in yesterday we used to play and for my brother to say that I'm just like we must be doing it somewhat right if you know what I mean but Dom like he's just an unbelievable player like he's one of the one of the best I played with hands down like everything he does with the ball like he's a match he was our match winner he was our best player by a mile everyone was just looking for Dom like everything like the gate said goal the goal against Torquay like he's 
scored against Halifax as well. I remember that. And pff, what a player. And on top of that as well, another great lad who just wants to... It's once the opportunity, you know what I mean? He wants the opportunity to just to play again. But unfortunately, like things don't go as well as people, some people want it to go. But um, what a player that was, what a player. Yeah, I always remember that Gateshead goal, your your reaction, your, that stood to the ball, <laughs> with your hands in the air, you just looked as shocked as all of them the stage. And were like, what was your thoughts <laughs> when you watched him do that? Like, he just carried him running and running and beating the man. Because then... we do it every time in training. And I like when it, when someone gets fun, we get the hands. I'm, I get my ball, like get the balls down, and then obviously just obviously a quick reaction. And I remember just, um, I remember Don just being here, and Don was just like, "Mook, just give me the ball." So I, just, I put my hands on the ball basically, and I was like, "Here you go." And then <laughs> he was doing all this dribbling, he passed one, passed two, passed three. I was just like, "What? What am I seeing here?" And I was just like, I remember me and Newt like we were talking about, it, and Newt was just like thinking, "Go on, then, go on, then, go on," and then he scored. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, "Oh my god, did that just happen?" And I'm sure the video went viral as well. Dom was just, he was on fire. Like, what a player. What kind of, I can't, can't describe more about Dom because he's just, it's just a good, he's a great player to watch and great player to play with. I wouldn't like to play against him, but he's, what a player. What struck me about Dom was that when I was in the stand, I was in the Yale stand and I would just, it would just seem effortless, you know, kind of like a Berbatov-esque, just it didn't really, yeah. it just was like, it was so easy for him. Like yeah. the game was so slow for him and he yeah. was just doing things. Was he like that off the pitch? Was he kind of really laid back and just kind of calm guy? <laughs> yeah, Dom was, Dom was a really laid back, funny guy though. But when he gets down to work, he's, he's, he's about his job. I mean, he's, he gets down like he, he knows what he's doing and stuff like that. But um, that's just the way Dom is. It's just... He was just a laid-back guy, but he's a guy you can talk to, you can have a good conversation with and stuff. Another funny guy at times as well. But he's so laid-back where he's he's brought up, like, obviously where Dom's from, all the dudes play football, like, on the streets and stuff. So, so he's, they're all laid-back. And so with Dom, it's just, that's just, that's what you get out of Dom. I mean, he's not, he's serious in a way when it comes to football. But he thought he's he's like just playing with his mates kind of thing. You know what I mean, and that's just how he is. But he's a he's a like lovely lad. His exit, yeah. you know, came was like really frustrating. I know me and Rich have spoke about that, and it you know it was really timely. And he's spoken recently on another pod about you know football and how it, it kind of wore him out a bit. You know, it's the, yeah. the business the business of football. The do you understand part, that? Yeah. Do, do you understand that in, in non league the difficulties that face players? Yeah, I do understand that. Is um. I remember when I was at Macclesfield, I think that's one thing I didn't go to Cheltenham. When I was at Macclesfield at the time, I had a few interests in the league. I could have been in the league, but I remember my old skipper, uh, Paul Turnbull, said to me, like, listen, I'm happy for you, like, obviously, that like, comes there after you and stuff. Um, but yeah, you're playing here, you're happy, you know what I mean? You might go to the league and you might not even enjoy it, you know what I mean? He's all right having a football league status. You played a lot of games in the non in a non-league in a conference that's good enough they should be proud of yourself but uh but it's not everything that you see every time when you go in a league and every time every time once he told me that i think my heart just told me that you know what i'm happy here what if i went there and i'm not playing i'm on a bench that mean i'm coming on every 10 minutes it'll be just back to basically square one kind of thing so um with Dom's situation as well it was it was it was it was a strange and sad day really because Dom had loads of interest. I'm talking like a higher interest. To be honest, I thought he was going to go to the championship, if I'm being honest. I actually thought he was going to go to the championship. 
and then they went to the and they went to was it Scun yeah Scunthorpe Scunthorpe yeah. yeah I went to Scunthorpe and then I was just like hmm, that's a bit of a strange move not disrespect to Scunthorpe but it's a style of play what Scunthorpe play I don't think that would have suit the way Dom played you know at Wrexham if anything I would have liked him to stay to the end of the season and then whatever this whatever he decides at the end that's up to Dom but um yeah, it was it was it was sad. I was sad when he went to Villa because we lost our best player. But I was happy for him at the same time. I guess when you lose your best player, either maybe you ask for someone else to step up to play, or you do find it difficult to replace him. And unfortunately yeah. for us, we did look a different side without Don. We didn't have yeah, that we... sort of maverick who could just turn the game on a, on the switch. You know, just save points for us out of nowhere like he was doing exactly. the this season. Um, yeah. Do you think that the sort of squad morale dropped a bit once he left? Because you know, yeah, didn't... once he left, everything like it wasn't really the same. Really, when when Don left, like obviously. Uh, kept uh, kept bringing people in, and at one point, and I don't know, my my confidence kind of went down because obviously, I'm, uh, one minute I'm used to playing with a guy who can do magic and score goals and great goals and stuff, and I didn't really, I felt like didn't really have that in the team anymore, and it was tough. At times, I didn't even play, and I was on the bench, some some, and then I started. Putting question mark like like obviously I've been playing well and I played played a quite a few games with Wrexham and for me to for me going to play to being on the bench and sometimes not even being on the team and but I, obviously I, I still kept it professional I still like didn't like I just had to bite my tongue and stuff like that so it, it was it was a bit strange it was really strange how everything just turned out you see. Yeah, it's one of those sort of great what ifs as, as Rex and Fan. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened if Dom had stayed. Uh, so he's left then, you get to China. Like we said, we didn't really have that, that number nine striker. Um, and the other thing which cost us was that, that Christmas period, like we said, in which we almost didn't win the league yeah. for, for, for two months. But even after that period, uh, things started to pick up a bit. Did you still yeah. believe you could get promoted even though Dom had left and wasn't a natural scorer and we'd yeah. just been on that awful run? Hello, me once again but this time before i plug our socials and where you can find us to support rob ryan red i thought it was important to give a message of support to connor jennings after it emerged that he had been diagnosed with a rare type of cancer now i speak for everyone in the rexham family when i say that we wish him all the best in his recovery and i know myself and rich are wishing him well and wishing his family well so on behalf of Rob Ryan Red, Connor, we're thinking of you. Hang on in there. Now let's get back to the interview. Yeah, I still, I still believed, but it was just I still believe we're gonna get promoted. If we were to get someone, some player like who's similar as Dom, hundred percent. But we needed obviously Dom pro the flag, pro everything. I mean, and the vision and everything. So it was it was a bit tough, like. But we just had to keep pushing and keep. Uh, hoping that we'll get to that stage where we try to get out of this league, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But um, which was we look back at it now and you think, you know what, we should have. He should have keep. He, he, me, my my opinion, Gaffer should have just keep down and say, you know what, Dom, just help me get out of this league and whatever you decide at the end is up to you. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Now, one game that sticks out for me, not for good reasons is when we went away in, in the cross-border derby and then we, we we lost that game 
but just I was trying to explain it to people that you know what's it like that game because for me it's it, it means so much and it's so volatile yeah. as a game like when yeah. family go there it's it's a different and different, yeah. going different. and for you yeah, I'm sure you had yeah. people that went there did you yeah. kind of expect what you what you got when you went there I remember being, I remember being on the I spoke to Robert Ebert. Uh, I spoke to Ebert about that. I remember saying, oh, we got next. We got Chester. Oh, and it was just like, mate, though, make sure you tell your family about like, whoever comes down to watch after the game, just go home. So I was like, is it really that bad? I was like, mate, it is. It is like his proper rival. I remember we'd been on the coach and seen the Chester fans um, just banging on the coach and stuff. I was just like, wow, what is this? Like, Obviously winning, and then as soon as like we come out just to warm up, obviously you see loads of Wrexham fans, and then next to it is the Chester fans, and I was like, wow, this is actually mad. Like one of the first experiences that I experienced, like the real derby, like a real, real derby, and I was I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous because at the time, obviously Chester was a good, not a bad team, not I mean decent team, decent players. Um, so it was one of them ones that was eye-opening, to be honest. I was going to say, is it the biggest derby you've ever played in? And it's still... Yeah, probably the biggest derby, yeah. It was enjoyable. Like, I would have I would have liked to play when we beat him at home. I would have liked to play that game again. Because that was like my first taste away. But if we played him at home, I would have been ready for it. If you know what I mean, I was like, I know what it's all about now. So yeah, it was decent, to be honest. It was, it, things like this are a good experience you look back at. Another kind of individual that, that keeps coming up time and time again was Caden Jackson. You know, he's mm. obviously gone on and done really well for himself. Yeah. What did you what did you make of him? Just first impressions when you played with him and kind of what he was like. Did you think that he was destined to go on? Yeah, you could you could always tell because Caden was still young then. I think I believe he was still twenty one, I think. Twenty twenty one. You could just tell like he's got potential to even to go higher and higher. It's funny because um uh, one of my friends back home in Leeds, it was like um, when I signed for Wrexham, and they were just like, um, I know Caden, ja- uh, Caden Jackson, so I was like, all right, okay. And I remember speaking to Caden, and he was like, it's a small world, it was like, how oh, do you know so? So, I to be honest, I wasn't really surprised with Caden because you could have tell he was hungry for it and he deserves to where he is now, and he's worked hard. And, Another top lad that I worked with, yeah. Another one of the sort of quirks that season was was James Gray up front. You know, I know some fans gave him a bit of stick because he wasn't he wasn't Louis Moult. It was the hard shoes to yeah. fill. Um, yeah. One of the quirks was when he had that horrible uh, spider bite, which left him out for, for ages. Yeah, thought, what, what was that like? Like when you first heard about that, did you actually like believe? I, that? I thought it was a joke. I thought what was going on here. I remember I got a text. Um, from obviously from uh, Tippy himself because obviously I used to be kind of close to him as well to be honest James and then you know it was just like I've got a spider bite or something and I was like what you got a what so I was just because he used to he used to like to joke about to be honest so I just didn't think anything of it and then I remember Katie came out in the newspapers as well. Yeah, I think it was in one of the red tops. And I was like, yeah, it's Rexman had gone national, hasn't they? It's just a yeah, bizarre got, story. Yeah, bizarre story. So I was just like, oh my God, would you actually be serious? I was like, it was a big shock. But it was fine at the end. So yeah, another James as well. He was a, a hardworking player. He'll give you everything. And to be honest, I thought when he came to Rexham, I thought he was going to, like, obviously score some goals for us. Uh, but 
some players it just don't go their way sometimes. I mean, so well, the top lad though, he's a good lad. And you know, another one that I personally really enjoyed was was Wes York, kind of an unassuming character as well. But I mean, he just had afterburners that I couldn't believe when I was watching him under the lights. I mean, him, you know, when he was with Louis the year before, just the pace he would show was just unbelievable. Yeah. You can't get at him and and just hope that he could kind of dazzle his way through a bit. Yeah, the thing with Wes, I've been playing against Wes when they, I think it was a non-eating, before I went non-eating, mm. non-eating to Wrexham. I remember playing against him and I was just like, wow, who is this player? Like, he was so fast, like what I mean, so, so fast. And I was just like, wow. But then obviously I played against him again when he was at Wrexham. And he had another good game, and I was just like, "Oh, is that fast kid again?" Not really. And then, and obviously, he ended up coming to. Obviously, I played with him at um, played with him at um, Wrexham, and he was got on well as well. And he's another good guy, good guy to talk to as well. So um, I still keep in touch with him as well. And then obviously, I played with him at York. You seem to. I mean, you mentioned it as well before that Wrexham group of players. You seem all seem to keep in touch now. You seem to yeah. do have those fond memories because, again, it's hindsight. But most of that season, there were real positives. But it's just you know the, the bad memories maybe amplify them a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still keep in touch. Like obviously, um, we'll talk to like the Manny Smith. The Manny lives in France now. He's living like in France. Um, still talk to Jamal and obviously Newt. So speak to Newt. Every time, now and then. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's an experience where we look back and we think we should have probably done better. Like every time we, we speak about it, it's, speak about the good times as well, not just the bad times, but um, well, I'll just say if if only we can go back and change how things were, like, we'll do that tomorrow. I mean, but so that's, I think it's one of the life experiences that you just have to experience in, in your lifetime. What have you made of the, you know, the... The kind of the media around the club now, the big Hollywood takeover, you know, Wrexham's on everybody's lips. It's, it's a really exciting time to to be associated with the club. No, I mean, I, I still follow Wrexham. I mean, and it's, a, it, it's good news for, for the club itself. And I'm, I, I hope that Wrexham get out of this league and um, obviously move on and stuff. Uh, but I still keep an eye on them and I've seen they've been getting good results and stuff, which makes me happy and stuff. Uh, but like I said, it's a, it's a good it's good news for the club. But a big Hollywood star to take over, so I'm hoping they get whoever they want to get in, good players in and stuff, and then move on again and then kick on. Yeah. Uh, so like we said, you know, you you mentioned that towards the end of your season at the club, playing time dried up a, a, a bit, and you weren't getting played quite as often as you were in the beginning. Things just seem to have changed. And like we said, yeah. since since that sort of winter period, the, the, the season is quite clearly split into two of, of sort of the yeah. good Rexman and Mills and the, the signs of things to come. Uh, so getting into those final games of the season, how did it feel for you? Like I said, you, you knew you could influence these matches, but being sat on the bench, was there ever any any real reason given for that? Or was that just the manager trying new things? When I was on the bench and stuff, I started to... I didn't want to. I didn't want to go and knock on his door because I thought I was doing all right. I mean, and I just felt like if he needs me, and he, if he's gonna play me, then play me. But at the top of um, back of my mind, I'm just like, I'll knock on his door and see why I'm not playing. I don't know. I just feel. I feel like I lost confidence in myself as well. Like I felt like I'll come on for like ten minutes or something. And then back of my mind, I'm thinking because I just as soon as I signed, I want. I said to myself, I want to be here for a long time. I wanted to do like um to someone that was been there 
for a long time, like for years and stuff like that. And um, like Caro was sort of, you wanted to, yeah, like Caro was, you wanted to be that man yeah, that everyone relies on in midfield. Yeah, relies on, uh, or even Keats when he used to play for Wrexham, because I know Keats was there for a long time. I used to look up to, like, I obviously played against Keats a, a, a few times, and I always thought he's, he was, a, obviously, sometime he was captain. I think he was captain for Wrexham now and then. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was just a shame, really. It, was, it didn't end up well, though. It didn't end up well. See, when you get into the final few months of the season, and I guess hindsight's an easy thing, but by the end, you know, you had this dream of going to Wrexham and playing for years, but... Did you want to move clubs maybe at the end of the season or did, were you still keen to stay at Wrexham even if you were going to have a reduced role? I was still keen. I, I, I wanted to stay at Wrexham, but um, probably it just didn't offer me a contract. And which you think about it sometimes and, and if you say, like, did I do anything bad? Like, was I playing bad? Like, I didn't understand. I mean, what do I... That I had fans saying, why didn't I not offer you a contract? I don't know. I, I don't know what to say to fans because I've been brought up to... Just to be humble, I mean, and so if any fans talk to me, I'll talk to them back. Just I'm just a human being like you, you know what I mean? And I had a few, a lot of fans are saying, oh, how come Hopes didn't get a contract? I don't understand. Like, he's had a good, he's had a good, like, every time I've seen him, he's played good and stuff. Uh, I was really good, to be honest. I was really, really good. It's because I, I really wanted to stay for a long time, uh, and I didn't. And part of me, like, asked myself, like, I look back to my Rex and career and thinking, I can't remember like having a like um, correct me if I'm wrong if I'm I'm having a like a bad game because I'll be the first one to say you know what today I was I've had a bad game or whatever because I always work my socks off for the for the club. I mean, so it was I was really good to be honest. I was really really good. Yeah, I think you were one of the sort of players where your performance reflected how the team did. You know, if, if we had an off, if you know, you maybe you had an off day, the whole team would have an off day. And when we, when you played well, we we won games. And I think every Wrexham yeah. fan would, you know, say that you were one of the players who was consistent and gave your all in the Wrexham shirt. And you know, yeah. made us all proud to, to, to see you wearing the Wrexham shirt because you played like one of us. You know, you ran for yeah. full ninety minutes and, and tried your best. Uh, do you remember? how your sort of Rex Mexic came about then? Was that just sort of a meeting with Mills after the end of the season or was you sort of notified towards it towards the end that you were well, staying? It was a strange one because it's by the phone. I remember getting the phone call. It was just like, Mox, I can't offer you a contract. So I'm just like, okay, but why? What was the reason why you can't offer me a contract? And it was, he didn't really see the reason. Like, it was, it was, it was horrible at the time because at the time as well, I was with my family. I remember I was with my, my brother and, for me to tell him that, and he was just like, what? Did he not feel your contract? I was like, no. And at that time, I was just like, well, I haven't been playing, so probably why? I, I don't know. But I was like, and I was like, yeah, but you've been one of the best players there, like midfielder-wise anyway. Like, you've been, you, you work your socks off. What else do they need you to do? You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm not going to argue about it. That's his decision. He's made his mind. He don't want me there next year. I'm not in his plans. i got to move on. But, I mean, uh, and I've had... I've had loads of interest as well. Um, I went out of my time at Wrexham. I remember it was a rumour maybe in January of me going to Motherwell. And um, my agent at the time was saying, oh, yeah, um, Motherwell are watching you as well. Because um, obviously because they've been watched, there was Louis Moore and stuff like that. And, and I remember just saying to him, I was just like, I'm, I'm happy where I am. I mean, I'm, I mean, one of the biggest club in in the league, I mean, I'm, I'm playing. It was like, yeah, but it's SPL. Like, obviously, this is SPL. You're going to play against Celtic and stuff. I was like, yeah, but I'm at Wrexham. Like, 
Wrexham is it's a bigger bigger club. I, I find playing for Wrexham is like playing for to me anyway. It's like I'm playing for a, 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 a prem team. Like I'm in a, in a conference prem. I mean, I'm wearing the thing and I'm like one of the main man. And it was just like, well, right, we'll, we'll just put that aside and stuff. Else. So I was happy. So for for me to find out that obviously I'm going to get a contract, it was just like, it was like I keep saying, it was just it's just a shame, really. It was. Really and the last one from me is I, I peeped that you had a Pep Guardiola book on your Twitter. Is that suggesting that you're kind of planning ahead now? You're looking ahead to become the next Pep Guardiola or? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite exactly Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I've been um, doing some research on like just thinking out of the stuff. Like obviously you see Lee Fowler as a manager now and keeping my options open. Like at first I wasn't really, I wasn't really thinking of going into coaching. I was just thinking of uh, doing like more scout work for whoever wants me to work for him and stuff. But um, yeah, I remember just speaking to one of my good friends and I remember he, he brought me down one time just to do coaching and he actually said, you know what, you are a good coach. Like, I, I see what you're trying to do. Why don't you just go for the coaching thing? And since then, and then obviously I bought the book, I was just doing some some research about managers, how they how prepare their matches, what they say to them, players, and not just Pep Guardiola, the likes of club as well. Um, and obviously Jose Marino and I spoke to Gary Mills about like how is it to how how did you like, become a manager? Like did you find it hard? And he gave me some good advice. He said it's not easy but it's uh at the same time it's enjoyable. It's, you have to it's like you having eleven kids and you have to keep them all happy somehow. So it's um I mean just said but it's it is enjoyable because one, you're the boss. No one can tell you what to do. And two, you control whatever you want to control. I mean, and it's a good thing. I think you should probably uh, like get like look into it. So I think you'd be you'd be a good coach, uh, manager, or whatever in the future. Yeah, watch so, his space. There we go. Maybe we'll see you back yeah. on this course in the dugout in a few years. <laughs> to, to end maybe, the pod yeah. today, we're gonna to do maybe a few quick fire questions. You know, we did some of these last week's one day, so not sure if you've got any. But just to begin with you, Adriano, for your favourite Wrexham match. What's your which match stands out for you? It doesn't have to be any games in which you thought this is this is what it's all about. Against Halifax. Halifax we are we absolutely battered them, yeah. That was probably the best match, I would say, yeah. What was the best goal you saw in your time at Wrexham? Is it that is it that obvious that it was always against Gateshead or are there any others that stick out for you? One of my favourites was Mutes away at Kidderminster, the free kick yeah, early you, the season. Yeah, you just got some some good out and James Grace got a good volley as well, to be honest, I, I believe. But for me it's gotta be the Gates yeah, Gateshead against Dom. That's the best one I've seen. Best and one it, I've if you could if you could get you know suggest a guest for us that we could get on who do you think could, who would have really good stories who do you think would be a good talker for us Dom and Newt to be honest if you try contact them they'll give you some good stories to be honest like mm-hmm. some stories in the in the change rooms and stuff so um, yeah new um I think Dom or Newt as well, or even Jamal, Jamal as well. If he, yeah. I love Jamal, love Jamal Fifield as a player. I mean, it, it pains me, right. that he's, it pains me that he's at a rival now and, and he's not with us. Yeah, he's like Jamal was like the annoying big brother at the club. He used to absolutely just because I'm one of them ones. I used to, you know, when you in a change room, I used to dance about or whatever, and the boys just have to start having a laugh and Jamal walking, and I was just getting kids with this like big brother look. I said, what are you doing? Let's go to the gym. It's time to work. <laughs> and well, that's just the way Jam was. And he's another guy who I, who I always keep, keep like, obviously, 
in touch with and see how he's doing and I keep an eye on him as well. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things that, again, looking in hindsight, so maybe annoying that we didn't go up because it was the perfect sort of blend of that dressing room of maybe yeah. and professionals and people starting out and people of experience. It just really did seem like the perfect blend. Yeah, it was It was really good. Like, it was like basically like a family. Like, it, was, it was a good, like, we're all do everything together, we'll go out together, have food together, not just the players, the staffs and stuff. So um, it was it was really enjoyable, my time at Wrexham, yeah. I guess the final question is, what what would your message to the, the fans be, the ones who still sing your chant at, at games every now and then? Uh, they, they've given you a lot. What, what would your message to them be? My message to them is I miss them a lot. I still, obviously, the song that obviously they sing to me, that's still there, still sticks by me. And um, I just wish them all the best and uh, keep cheering Wrexham on till, till the end. And hopefully one day Wrexham get out this league and hopefully, yeah. Um, and it's, it's for one of the best fans that I've ever played under, like, and another thing I like to thank the fans for always like welcoming me and cheering me on. And just showing me a lot of love as well, like the bad days and the good days as well. So, um, and it's just class and just wish him all the best. Yeah, Adriana Moak, Wrexham loves you more than you will know. And yeah. you're always welcome back at the race course, you know that as well. Yeah, I'd love to come back one day. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been really, really interesting to have on. I mean, like I said, Rich, with that's two guests in now, some, some great stories. Uh, Adriano and, and with what we've had an Adri- Adrian Chislovic and Adriano we need to kind of get to yeah. B, C, D making our way down the alphabet <laughs> are we uh, yeah no uh, as always with this podcast please do subscribe really interesting uh, to hear and do you know do get in touch on social sure Adriano I'd love to hear all the messages uh, about what you make of some of the stories that he's told us loads of great anecdotes in there um, you can find us on Spotify Apple Podcasts and Podbean. There you go, Rich. Uh, yeah. Tongue twister of Rob Ryan Red on Twitter. Rob Ryan Red at gmail.com is the email. Anything left to add, Rich, apart from no, the new just, intro that I made with all your yeah, commentary just, highlights? Just thank you very much again, Adriano. Yeah, like I said, it's that celebration of yours, that Dom goal against Gateshead that always yeah. surprises any of us. It's just one of my favourite memories of, of watching us in the recent years. Now, thank you, Nathan and Rich, for obviously bringing me to It's interesting, obviously, to see my side but um thank you for the opportunity to letting me talk my my way should i stay so thank you both it's the 90th minute all your mates are around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got butt for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect all the delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.